0: Father, we just welcome your Holy Spirit. We welcome your Holy Spirit to come down right now in the name of Jesus.
1: We want to know you more, Lord. And that's why we are here today in your house. And we give you thanks for your love and your mercy. Bless your word, Lord, that we are about to reflect on in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today we are going to to talk about steps of faith. And it is amazing how many people that they say, I am a believer, and yet they don't take any steps of faith. They say they believe, but in reality you don't see much proof of that faith. So one of the examples that I found in the scripture that is, is a perfect example of how sometimes we are Uh, challenged by the Lord. We found it in the chapter 14 of the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. It's one scene when the Lord Jesus is walking on the water. Do you remember that scene? And eventually Peter looks at him and Peter says, wow, Lord, if that is really you, tell me to come to you on the water. And the Lord Jesus said, come Peter. Then Peter left the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. Can you imagine that moment? Picture yourself. You are in a boat. You see the Lord there. He's walking on the water. You are shocked, right? What's going on? Is that real? Someone is walking on water? Well, yes, he did. And eventually, when you see that, you say, Lord, if that is you, ask me to come. And I, I walk on water as you are. And he said, yes, sure. Come over here. Imagine you take that step of faith and you walk first step and then the second step and the third step and you are just doing it. You know, there is an incident there. My point to you with this first scripture of this morning is that there is a moment when the Lord is going to ask you to take that step of faith. Steps of faith. And as we study today the message, in the scriptures that the Lord is giving us, I would like to start by saying to you, there are four different levels in, your, uh, in the process of building your faith, in the process that you grow in that faith that the Lord Jesus gives you. The first, the first layer or the first level is, in the, is just basically believing. But you are not going to believe if you don't hear God's word. That's why I'm excited with you all here today. Because I know that as you are here, you are going to hear God's word. And that is going to bring faith into your lives. But at the same time, individuals that are watching this program on Facebook or later, uh, not necessarily live. They also, they can have access to that faith. By hearing God's word. The first step then is believing. Once you believe, you have the opportunity to speak. That's the second level. You hear God's word, you believe it, and then you speak that word. And as a result of being able to speak, is when we are able to give. And finally, we are able to do. So those are the four levels or layers as our faith is being built. And we are going to review several scriptures here. The first scripture after the introduction is in Luke chapter 18, verse 27. The Lord Jesus replied, there are some things that people cannot do, but God can do anything. I understand that when we are going through our difficulties in life and challenges that life presents, quite often we say, there is no way that I, that I can do that. I can give you examples. People that at uh, some point in their, li- in their lives they had certain vices and they said to me, I don't think that I will be able ever to stop doing this bad thing. It's just too much. The power of that substance in my life is just too much. I don't think I will be able to not consume that thing. And you know what? What is impossible for men, it's possible for the Lord. It happens. Mark 9.23 says, Jesus replied also, Why do you say, if you can? Anything is possible for someone who has faith. Anything is possible for someone who has faith. So what is the challenge that you have today? What is the challenge that you are picturing in 2018? What are those things that you are thinking, I wish that in 2018 I could accomplish this? What are those goals that you have? What are the things that you feel in your heart that you should aim to, that you would like to do it? What are those goals that you know the Lord is putting in your heart and you are thinking, that will be awesome, but is it possible that I can do that? You know what the scripture says? The Lord Jesus said, anything is possible for someone who has faith. So believing is the first step, right? But once we believe, then is when we are going to be able to speak. Believing is the first layer, and then we are able to speak. Review with me Proverbs 18:21. It says, the tongue can speak words that bring life or death. Those who love to talk must be ready to accept what it brings. So powerful what you say. Extremely powerful. Therefore, you can say sentences like this. The Lord can do it. I know I can't, but the Lord can do it. When you are thinking of probably obtaining something new for for your home, for your family, perhaps it's a vehicle or uh, some device, maybe it's a house, a new job, a new relationship, a new start, a new company, something that you are dreaming and you are thinking, I wish I could do this. I, have the, I, I believe that I can do it. And I know the Lord can do it. And then is when you are able to say, My Lord can bless me. The power is in your mouth. If you are able to say those words. You know what is sad? That you find a lot of believers thinking and saying, Nah, I, I cannot do this. It's too expensive. I don't think I will be able to do that ever in my life. No, I don't think I can do that. It's too late. I don't think I can do that. And then some of them even say, I don't think that God is interested in blessing me. You see, how how bad is that? That's why when you have the faith, you believe that's the first layer, and then you start speaking those words. Because the key is what you are saying. It doesn't matter how the circumstances are out there. It doesn't matter. But you speak those words. Look what happened to Noah. The Lord gave him an assignment and he says, we are going to build an ark. And everybody says, what in the world is an ark? (laughs) I don't know what an ark is. And he says, well, I'm still trying to understand, but you know what? We are going to build an ark. Because he believed it. The same thing happened with Abraham later. The Lord said to him, I want you to leave this place. Go to another town where I'm going to bless you. Where is that? I don't know, but if the Lord is telling me, he will do it. When you believe, that's the first layer. The next thing is you have to be able to speak those words. Things like this. The Lord can do it. My Lord can bless me. Our Lord is able. Do you notice that the focus is not in you? You notice that? The focus is on the Lord. The Lord can do it. My Lord can bless me. He can bless me. Our Lord is able. You put all your focus, your Your interest, the center of your attention must be on the Lord. When you put your eyes on the Lord is when you are able to say sentences like this. People have said, don't tell your problems how big they are. Tell to your problems how big is your Lord. You see, you put your emphasis on the Lord because he is able, he is great, and you speak those words. Yes, maybe you, you are thinking, I don't think that I can uh, pay these things. I don't have the money to, to take care of all these things. And probably is accurate, materially speaking, humanly speaking, but you don't, you don't say those things. You probably understand that, but you want to say, the Lord can bless me so I can pay those things. I don't know how, but the Lord can do it. My Lord can bless me with a new job. My Lord can bless me with a new vehicle. Our Lord is able to give us whatever we need to expand this church, right? We have almost six acres here in this beautiful property, 4,000 square feet. And you know what? We can continue expanding this ministry we planted this church in September, 2016. It, it was just a few people. We were six people, people in a living room, praying and studying the scripture. When we review our inventory, all this equipment that we have, guys, it, it is a lot. It's a big responsibility, but I like this kind of problems. Don't you love those kind of problems that you don't know exactly how to manage so many things that the Lord is giving you? It's this wonderful. It's a kind of wonderful problem, you know? But when, when we don't have anything, that's its a little bit sad. But we didn't start here. We started it 14 months ago with nothing. All that we had were our hearts, the desire to start this church. Here in Odessa. And that's why I love to talk to you about having faith. Because I have seen the results of having faith. Not faith in me. Faith in the Lord. Because the Lord can do it. My Lord can bless me. Our Lord is able. But we speak those words. Are you with me? So we believe. And after that, we speak. And then the next step is we give. And finally, we do. So, giving is a huge challenge for a lot of people. A lot of people have trouble with that. And especially when it's about church. Oh, I love to hear pastors talking about faith and about eternal life and about marriage and about healing and about restoration and prosperity and all those things. Oh, but I hate when a pastor is talking about giving. Why is that? Why is that? It's because people do not have a clear understanding of what is behind giving. And I want to share with you principles that will help you to have a wonderful 2018 in regards of giving. The first scripture is in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. The Lord Almighty says, Try this. Bring 10% of your income to me and and put it in the treasury. Bring food to my house. Test me. If you do these things, I will surely bless you. Good things will come to you like rain falling from the sky. You will have more than enough of everything. It's a wonderful promise. But you know what I love about this part of the scripture is I I see it as a great challenge that the Lord is giving us. It's like, try this. Try me if I, I w- if I will be able or not to bless you. Just test me on this. I love that. It's like a joke somehow, you know? I'm not saying it's a joke, but somehow it's like a joke from the Lord because the Lord created everything, the whole universe. He created us. He created everything. He gives us everything. And he's telling us, test me on this if I am able to, to bless you or not. <laughs> you know? How, how silly could be that? If we are, Lord, we know you can do it, right? Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first part of your harvest. Then your barns will be full of grain and your barrels will be overflowing with wine. The first part. That is one principle that you should apply. As soon as you receive any money, as soon as you receive it, separate a portion for the Lord. Because the problem is when you start paying this and paying that and taking care of this and taking care of that, you don't give him the priority. You are not honoring the Lord. So the Lord is not missing anything. And I wanna talk to those individuals that are watching online that are thinking, I know what this man wants, he wants our money. They want money to come to his church. My answer to everyone is this. The Lord takes good care of this church. Wonderfully. We have no problems to pay our bills. Praise the Lord. We are blessed. The reason why I talk to you, especially those who are watching online, is because you probably are missing a blessing by not learning what the Scripture says. So you believe, first layer, second layer, you speak. Third layer, you give. Next scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. On the first day of every week, each of you should take some of your money and put it in a special place. Save up as much as you can from what you are blessed with. Which is another great, great principle. Some people don't know how to manage this giving. Well, do it on a weekly basis. And also, save as much as you can. Some people have trouble with that, right? Are you one of those, you receive $100 and you spend it. Where are the $100? They are gone. I don't know where the $100 are. Some people receive $20 and then, where is the $20? I don't know. They are gone. It's important to learn to save as well. So let's review. You believe, you are able to speak, you are able to give. And finally, you will be able to do your part. Doing my part. And I'm going to share with you principles about where you should be faithful. It's so important to be faithful. The first person that you need to be faithful is to the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust the Lord completely and do not depend on your own knowledge. You might be a great technician in what you do. Probably there is no one like you in your company and you feel so confident in what you do, which is good. But you need to be faithful to the Lord, trusting in him, not in yourself. You should face your work thinking, Lord, give me the wisdom to do this. Give me the strength to do my job. Give me the grace to perform in what, you, what I have to do, Lord. When you trust in the Lord, you are honoring him. That is, the, that is your part. Your part is in doing the right thing, which is putting all your trust in the Lord. You prepare yourself. Of course, you're going to study your materials and your things that you have to do for your work. But your trust is not in that. Your trust is in the Lord. You need to be faithful to the Lord. You need to be faithful to your family. You know what the Lord Jesus said one day? He says, I tell you this. If a man looks at a woman and wants to sin sexually with her, he has already committed that sin with her in his mind. Whether it's husband or wife, in our minds, we only can, should think only in our spouse, of our spouse. Not having these weird desires for people that are not our spouse. You have to be faithful to your family in that regard. Faithful to your spouse. The Lord will honor you when you do your part. You understand that? How many people are flirting in the workplace? How many people are flirting in the marketplace? How many people are flirting online? They are sending messages through messenger or whatever. And this is not precisely a, a biblical message that I'm sending, you know. In the middle of the night when nobody is awake, just this person is, is married and talking to someone else. Why is that? The Lord is not going to bless individuals like that. But when you do the right thing, you don't do those things. You, you are faithful in your mind, in your heart, to your spouse. The Lord is going to bless you. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Everyone should take care of their own people. Most important, they should take care of their own family. If they do not do that, then they do not accept what we believe, they are worse than someone who does not even believe in God. Referring to people that they say, I am a believer, but they don't want to take care of the expenses of his own family. That's not right. You know, for those who have problems to make money because of health, because it's it's not a well-paid job, and they struggle to take care of all the family expenses. I I can understand that. But what about those individuals that they are making good money, but instead of taking care of his family or her family needs, it's just having fun. And when is the time to pay for those bills, this person says, I don't have any money. And yet claims to be a believer. That's not right. That is not right. A believer should, Put priorities. The Lord first and then his family. That's the right way to do it. The other aspect where people should be loyal is to their employers. When someone is going to work during the time that is being on the clock, it should be working. It should be doing the right thing. The Lord is going to bless you, my friend when you go to work and you use your time to work. But if you go to work and all that you do is just watching videos and playing games and having fun and just neglect your responsibilities, that's not right. The blessings are not going to come to you when you behave that way, right? The supervisor arrives and then everyone is working, right? The the supervisor leaves and everybody sits down. Nobody wants to work. Why is that? Why is that? Because there is no integrity in their heart. When we are in the workplace, we should be working, doing what they are paying us to do. And of course, being faithful to our employers means that we are not going to steal customers or do jobs on the side with materials from their own company. You know, I remember in one occasion, uh, I was in my 20s, still learning Christianity at that point. And my pastor in those days, (laughs) he was talking about this. And he said something that, you know, I never thought about it. But this is what he said. He says, you have to be loyal to your employees and do not do anything wrong. Do not take even a paper clip from your office for your personal use. And I go, oops. (laughs) Because it's something simple, but it's a principle. Integrity. What belongs to the company belongs to the company. Faithfulness. Loyalty. So important for our future. Of course, faithfulness to our church. Hebrews 10.25, we must not quit meeting together as some are doing. I'm glad for everyone here in the church today, very happy with each one of you, and I encourage you to come and continue coming to church. I understand some of our members are traveling, and that's why tools like this, whether it's a podcast or video, watching the service later, that's great. Even for you, my friend, that you are not part of the church and you are watching the video today, that's a good thing to do. I congratulate you for that. Well done. But it's not good enough. Why is that? Because when you stop coming to church, the fires start to be quenched. Slowly you start to feel less and less attracted to church. And your faith level is going to go down. And eventually, and I have seen that many, many times, people that come to church and stop coming to church, and then all of a sudden they are living a life. They are living la vida loca. <laughs> they are living la vida loca because they stopped coming to church. Faithful to your church. And finally, my friends, we need to be faithful to our country. We have to understand the importance of being loyal to our government, to our authorities, to our president, our senators. And there is nothing wrong with that. There are people that they just can't stand President Trump. Well, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for those who can't stand President Trump, but President Trump is the president of this country. It's our president. And we need to learn to respect him. Same thing is with our senators. We have two senators here in the state of Texas. Do you know that? Senator John Corning and Senator Ted Cruz. Yes. Here in Odessa, we have a congressman in the House of Representatives, Mike Conaway. We should respect him. And our governor, Greg Abbott, right? We should be faithful to our authorities. Respect authority. Respect the police department. Our good friend Mike Griffiths was here recently. You remember the sheriff? We respect them. When we do that, we honor the Lord. When we pay our taxes, we are honoring the Lord by being faithful. So you see, it's about four layers. First, we need to believe, right? I believe in all that. And then I speak those words and I say, I believe the Lord can bless me. I believe he's able. The Lord will bless me this year, 2019. And here's my commitment to you, Lord. I give your part to you, Lord. But besides that, I will do, Lord, what you expect from me. Because giving is not like getting lottery tickets. You know, some people feel that way. Some people think, if I, if I give money to the Lord, I'm covered. It's my insurance. No. You, we give because we love him. But there is a final component in this equation. is our actions. What we do. By being faithful. Can we we be faithful? It's doable. Is it easy? It's not. Is it quick? For some people, it's not. But it's possible. All things are possible for those who trust in him. And that's why is that we can declare I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. That's why also we sing songs like "I Need Him," every hour." And I'm going to ask Tracy to sing for us this beautiful song as we close the service in the name of Jesus.